This is podcast number 84 of Blast the Right. I'm Jack Clark from TheRationalRadical.com, www.TheRationalRadical.com. Today, we're going to talk about the prospects for universal health care in America, making sure no one lacks health insurance. We'll focus less on the nuts and bolts and more on the public attitude towards this issue. The conclusion will be the public is solidly on our progressive side. Oh, let's get right into it. My sources are articles and columns in the New York Times, McKinsey.com, USAToday.com, and the website of the federal advisory body, the Institute of Medicine. I talk a lot on Blast the Right about the moral imperative to reduce human misery, suffering, pain, and death, which right-wing policies don't do. In fact, the rule of thumb is right-wing policies increase human misery, suffering, pain, and death. For a couple of examples, check out my year-end podcast number 74, where I review some of the worst things the right-wing did in 2006 as covered by Blast the Right. Included among their gifts to America in 2006 were increased poverty, mining deaths, cancer, and lung disease. A major arena where human misery, suffering, pain, and death can be alleviated is health care. If you're sick and don't receive adequate care, well, there's almost nothing worse than that. If you're sick and do receive adequate health care, there's almost nothing better than that. To my way of thinking, therefore, and I'm sure to many of you out there as well, Making sure every American has health insurance to ensure adequate medical care is a Class A, high-priority moral imperative. Yet, as virtually always seems to be the case, right-wingers are on the opposite side. As I discussed in Podcast 79, George Bush's proposal to improve our health care system which he still runs around shamelessly promoting, leaves 90% of the problem unsolved. It doesn't help low-income workers who are the vast majority of the uninsured, nor will it assist those higher-income workers denied coverage because of pre-existing conditions. There are 47 million Americans without health care coverage. By the White House's own admission, George Bush's plan will at most cover only about 1 in 10 of them. Bush's proposal would leave over 89% of the uninsured in America uninsured. How do you feel about that? Angry? Disgusted? How does the public feel about that? We have some fresh data on this from a New York Times CBS News poll. It was conducted February 23rd to 27th and contacted by telephone 1,281 adults. The margin of sampling error was plus or minus 3 percentage points. To whet your appetite, be assured that what you're about to hear in the rest of this podcast will show how the right wing is truly the loony fringe right, and we supposedly loony left progressives are not so loony after all, but supported by strong majority sentiment. Quote, A majority of Americans say the federal government should guarantee health insurance to every American, especially children, and are willing to pay higher taxes to do it, according to the latest New York Times-CBS News poll. 
close quote. Heartening, huh? Let's get into some of the details. They're even more tasty. The poll asked, quote, Do you think the federal government should guarantee health insurance for all Americans, or isn't this the responsibility of the federal government? Close quote. Almost two-thirds of all Americans, 64%, said the federal government should guarantee health insurance for all Americans. Despite a relentless barrage of right-wing propaganda over the past decade, this pro-guarantee majority has grown from 56% in 1996 to today's 64%. And of course, the number who think it isn't the government's responsibility has declined from 38% in 1996 to 27% now. So, for the proposition that the government should guarantee health care coverage for all Americans, 1996 it wins by 56 to 38%, Today, it wins by the increased margin of 64 to 27%. Stats to remember and throw in the face, figuratively speaking, of course, of your friendly local right-winger. Why these solid majorities adopting the progressive position? Because too many average citizens are hurting. People are going without medical care because of this lack of government guarantee. Quote, a quarter of those with insurance said someone in their household had gone without a medical test or treatment because insurance would not cover it. Six in ten of those without insurance said someone in their household had gone without care because of the cost. Close quote. Just listen to that. What an ugly picture. Even those who have health insurance, one in four of them answered yes to the question, quote, have you or has anyone in your household ever decided not to have a medical test, treatment, or care because your health plan would not cover it? Close quote. And of course, even more egregious, of the 47 million Americans without any health insurance at all, 61% of them said that they or someone in their household had, quote, gone without medical treatment or care because of the cost of that treatment. Close quote. Talk about causing an increase in human misery, suffering, pain, and death. To give you some idea of what this translates into in terms of flesh and blood human beings, the Institute of Medicine, which was, quote, created by the federal government to be an advisor on scientific and technological matters, it's estimated that 18,000 Americans die every year because of lack of health insurance. 18,000. These people don't receive such necessities as, quote, preventive services, a timely diagnosis, or appropriate care. The estimated death toll includes about 1,400 people with high blood pressure, 400 to 600 with breast cancer, and 1,500 diagnosed with HIV, close quote. Beyond those who die, imagine how many tens or hundreds of thousands of additional people unnecessarily suffer from non-fatal but treatable disease. Such is the result of the right-wing campaign against national health insurance. But now we know this right-wing campaign flies in the face of what the public wants. If you're talking to a right-winger, 
and they're one of the shameless ones that admit they're against the federal government guaranteeing health care to all Americans. Here's how to press them on it real good. Limit the question to kids. What about guaranteeing health insurance for all of America's children? This is a litmus test for total amorality. How can you be against providing health care to defenseless children? The right-winger can't mentally invoke to him or herself the social Darwinism bogus rationale for selfishness we discussed last week. Unlike adults, whom the right-winger can say lack health care only because they're lazy, don't work hard, and are immoral, the right-winger can't use that phony excuse regarding kids. If the right-winger still says no, we adults of America shouldn't make sure that every child in our nation has proper health care coverage, well then, you've got a real hardcore case on your hands. You might, before you part ways with that right-winger, mention to them exactly how fringe their belief is. The federal Children's Health Insurance Program, CHIP, provides health care coverage for low and moderate income children, but still there are 8 million uninsured children in America. When asked in the poll, a whopping 84% of Americans favored expanding CHIP to cover those 8 million innocent little ones. 84% is about as high a poll number as you're ever going to get on most issues. Tell that right-winger how out of touch with the common-sense morality and decency of this country he or she truly is. Let's take a quick break, and when we return, we'll go over some more poll results that will warm the heart of any decent person, which would include, of course, all of us progressives. Your one-minute voting report. We're hanging on to the number 10 spot by the skin of our teeth. There's a lot of voting irregularities this month. Otherwise, we'd be in a more secure, higher position, I believe. So, we need more votes to overcome this. Building Blast the Right's audience and spreading the progressive word is very important to me. As always, my offer you can't refuse, or so I hope, you get two hours a month of a podcast you like to listen to, and all I ask in return is 10 seconds of your time once a month to vote at Podcast Alley. You could use the one-click link on the podcast homepage. Two hours for 10 seconds. You could even go vote right now if you want to. Deal? Cool. Let's now consider some right-wing objections to the poll, at least as I can imagine them being raised, after putting myself in the shoes of a right-winger confronted with these poll results. Yes, I put myself in the shoes of a right-winger for a bit. Painful, but just part of my podcaster duties. One thing I can hear the right sneering, well, the ultra-left New York Times and Dan Rather phony document CBS brought the health care issue up, so people answered. But it's not what they're really concerned about in domestic issues. 
The domestic issues America cares about are our right-wing issues: illegal immigration, cutting taxes, and promoting traditional values. Boy, should you hope a right-winger brings this up, because you'll knock it out of the ballpark on this one. The poll asked, quote, "Which of these domestic policies is most important for the president and Congress to concentrate on right now? One, reducing taxes. Two, making health insurance available to all Americans. Three, strengthening immigration laws. Or four, promoting traditional values." Close quote. The answers were rotated to favor no one reply. The results will stagger any right winger. Who thinks he or she speaks for America? As the New York Times article summarizes it, quote, "While the war in Iraq remains the overarching issue in the early stages of the 2008 campaign, access to affordable health care is at the top of the public's domestic agenda, ranked far more important than immigration, cutting taxes, or promoting traditional values." Close quote. I was curious about. Just how much more important is far more important, as the reporter wrote? Far more important is an understatement. Making health insurance available to all Americans was the numero uno domestic priority for 55 percent of the country. Strengthening immigration laws was next, but way, way, way far behind at 19 percent. Promoting traditional values. Whatever that means, I always feel like asking what traditional American values, like slavery and denying women the right to vote, promoting traditional values was the most important domestic priority of only 13 percent of respondents, and bringing up the rear, reducing taxes, the alpha and omega of all right-wing efforts, was deemed most important by only 11 percent. The right winger might then argue, well. In a poll asking a million questions about healthcare coverage, of course that would rise in the minds of those being polled as the most important issue. Sorry, no banana here either. The priorities question was only question number nine. The previous issues questions dealt with foreign policy, Iraq, the economy, the war on terror, and on how well Congress was doing its job. Only question seven asked. Do you approve or disapprove of the way George W. Bush is handling health care? So nothing prepped the public to elevate health care coverage over all other issues. By the way, Bush got a 60 to 24 percent thumbs down on that question, despite, or actually probably because of, his bogus plan to cover only one in ten uninsured Americans. Bush's loss is Democrats' gain. Democrats win hands down on this issue, with 62 percent of the public saying that the Democratic Party is more likely to improve the healthcare system. Okay, I've saved the best until last. A right-wing tactic of last resort in these sorts of matters is to claim, "Oh, everyone's all for kumbaya measures until they have to pay for them." The public says it's for guaranteeing healthcare coverage for every person. But would refuse to actually pay for it. Our progressive response could be either, or even both, of the following: First, guaranteeing health care coverage for everyone could be paid for with easy-to-obtain savings from the current system. No one's taxes would have to be raised. 
McKinsey and Company is a global consulting firm. It's over a hundred years old and its webpage states has as clients two-thirds of the Fortune 1000. This is not a left-wing think tank. McKinsey and Company estimates that in the United States we spend quote $98 billion a year in excess administrative costs and $66 billion a year in excess drug costs, close quote. But, quote, the cost of providing full medical care to all of America's uninsured, close quote, would only be $77 billion a year. As Paul Krugman puts it, quote, either eliminating the excess administrative costs of private health insurance or paying what the rest of the world pays for drugs and medical devices would by itself more or less pay the cost of covering all the uninsured. Close quote. Of course, we could do both and wind up having lots of money left over. For the second response to the right-wingers claim that, despite their verbal replies, Americans won't pay for covering the uninsured, we go back to our lovely poll. Quote, Americans showed a striking willingness in the poll to make trade-offs to guarantee health insurance for all, including paying as much as $500 more in taxes a year and foregoing future tax cuts. Close quote. I really smiled when I read this one. The details. Question. Quote. Would you be willing or not willing to pay higher taxes so that all Americans have health insurance that they can't lose no matter what? Close quote. Result? Willing to pay 60%. Quote. I wouldn't want to pay a lot of taxes, but if it was spread out and everyone paid their fair share, it would be fine, said Don Galvin, 50, a computer programmer from Ringwood, New Jersey, who considers himself an independent. Everybody should have some kind of medical coverage in case they or their children get sick, especially children. Close quote. Forty-six percent of Republicans were willing to pay more taxes to cover the uninsured. If someone you're talking with is a Republican, there's almost a one in two chance he or she is willing to pay more in taxes to make sure all Americans have health care insurance. How do you like that? you right-wing ideologues? It gets better. These pollsters anticipated well potential right-wing dodges. The right-winger could say, oh, they only mean a pittance, not to pay any real extra money. The pollsters asked, what about if it was $500 a year in additional taxes, an amount certainly not a pittance? Still, 49% of Americans said yes and this without any public relations campaign at all to convince them it's a good idea. But quite the contrary. Decades of right-wing propaganda railing against universal health care coverage. A little aside. Fully 63% of Democrats said they'd be happy to pay $500 a year more in taxes to cover all the uninsured. A recent study, which I haven't investigated yet, purportedly show that conservatives give more money personally to charity than liberals. One thing that immediately came to mind when I heard this was that liberals prefer to pool money in a meaningful way to solve problems, not just apply band-aids in the form of charity, however necessary band-aids may be until the problem is systemically solved. More on this in a future podcast, perhaps. 
back to the pole. It's surprising and quite fascinating to me that 33%, one of three Republicans, are willing to pay that $500 a year. I'll get back to this when I close in a bit. For right now, I said we'd focus in this podcast more on the public's attitude of should we rather than how, but I'll mention just a little bit about the how. A total of 90% of the people polled felt that fundamental changes or a complete rebuild of the health care system was needed. No tinkering around. But, quote, Americans remain divided, largely along party lines, over whether the government should require everyone to participate in a national health care plan and over whether the government would do a better job than the private insurance industry in providing coverage. Close quote. The details of that debate are beyond the scope here. What is within the scope is to say that if people agree that every American should have health care coverage, that medical care is a fundamental human right, how can the right to vote or freedom of speech be more important than the right to medical care? If you're dead, you can't vote or speak at all. If people agree that medical care is a fundamental human right, then there can be legitimate differences over how best to achieve that goal. As long as we can agree, let's reduce human misery, suffering, pain, and death, the means to do so we can, in my view, happily argue about. For example, if someone wants to ensure medical coverage for all in a way that involves, unnecessarily in my opinion in the case of health care, private insurance companies, and it'll cost more that way, and also enrich their health care industry buddies, okay, Maybe I can live with that if I have to, if it's the only way at this point in time to get the bill passed. What infuriates me, and is why I hate right-wing ideology so much, is that it doesn't disagree about the means, it disagrees with the goal. Right-wingers don't think health care is a human right, they don't want to guarantee health care for all Americans. They're not on board, they're not with the program at all, about reducing human misery, suffering, pain, and death. And, happily, they're increasingly isolated because of it, as the poll shows. The increasingly fringe nature of their position is shown by mainstream politicians embracing widespread health care coverage. Not only a Democrat like John Edwards has proposed a plan to accomplish that, but Republicans like Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger of California and Mitt Romney, former Massachusetts governor and now Republican presidential candidate, have fashioned efforts as well. As we often do at the end of one of our discussions, let's broaden the scope. It's not just in health care that the public rejects right-wing selfishness and, let's face it, outright cruelty, Cruelty, as in, let the sick suffer and die. A poll last year, discussed in Podcast 48, asked, quote, Do you think the Republican Party or the Democratic Party comes closer to sharing your moral values? Close quote. And guess what? Right-wingers, please sit down, and if you have any heart medication, get it ready. 50% of Americans said that Democrats come closer to sharing their moral values. Only 37% chose Republicans. That's because the public knows. Making sure all who are ill get medical attention, 
That's a moral value. Another moral value is to make certain that when an American works hard and plays by the rules, they should be at least minimally rewarded and earn enough to live a decent life, not live in dire poverty. That's why 83% of Americans favored increasing the minimum wage by $2. 83%. And the Democrats in the House just passed such a measure. Right-wingers in the Senate are still trying to sabotage it. I could go on and on. You grasp what I'm saying, don't you? Let's close by going back to the fascinating stat that one in three Republicans would pay $500 more in taxes to cover the uninsured. This number shows there's a pool of reachable Republicans, and the question itself can be used as a litmus test to see if a non-progressive you're speaking with is one of the reachable ones. So, even if they call themselves a Republican or a conservative or a right-winger, ask them. Ask them the question. If they're one of those one in three who would cough up the $500 to make sure all Americans get medical care, then they're reachable. Keep working on them, with them, to further open their minds and hearts. Yes, they're reachable by us progressive missionaries. Progressive missionaries? Yup, that's one way of looking at it. The right-wing religion worships the almighty dollar and preaches a policy gospel that increases human misery, suffering, pain, and death in furtherance of the almighty dollar to allow the further enrichment of the few. We progressives have a religion also where we worship not the almighty dollar but social and economic justice and preach a policy gospel that reduces human misery, suffering, pain, and death and increases human health, prosperity, freedom, and, yes, happiness, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness to provide for the common welfare. Remember that old constitution of ours? We progressives are missionaries, therefore, to spread the word. We must increase human health, prosperity, freedom, and happiness, and here's how to do it. Right-wingers, get out of our way, out of the way of human progress. Well, that'll about wrap it up for today. If you like what you heard, please tell a friend about Blast the Right and vote for Blast the Right at podcastalley.com. There's a one-click link to do each of those on the podcast homepage. You get to the podcast homepage by typing in Blast the Right in Google, and I'm the first result. A special shout-out to all you Live 365 and Red Dragon 365 listeners. Great to have you on board. Consider coming over to the podcast homepage and subscribing. Does anyone out there know Java? Not JavaScript, but Java, the kind you need to compile. I have a five-minute modification of some Java on my website that I need done. If you can help me, please drop me a line. And now a word from another progressive podcaster. It's the Left Wing Nut Job Podcast, a weekly political news magazine covering both the United States and the world with interviews, commentary, and analysis designed to keep you informed without wasting your time. The Left Wing Nut Job Podcast. Find us on the web at www.leftwingnutjob.com or in your favorite podcast directory. 
the Left Wing Nutjob Podcast, a new voice for progressive politics. Music credits. The break music was The Schnee Speaks by KG House, combined with the alternate Blast the Right theme by Nye's Music. And Not the One Blues by Bernshee Thornside. We'll close with a little bit of You Razzle Dazzled Them by Bill Jacobs. Links to all the music I play on Blast the Right can be found on my music resources page. Links to all the statistics and quotations I use can be found on my data resources page. Both of them are linked to off the main podcast homepage. Keep all that great email coming in. My address is rational at adelphia.net. You can also call in and leave a comment for me to play on Blast the Right. Dial 310-933-5891 and leave your message. If you prefer, you can leave your comment on Skype. My name there is Jack from Blast the Right. So, until next time, I'll sign off and say I love you all, including all you right-wing misguided souls. from the old razzle-dazzle, you razzle-dazzled them. You gave them an act with lots of flash in it, made them believe you were compassionate. Gave them the old hocus-pocus. You misdirected him With 9-11 and Saddam Hussein You played them both right to perfection Despite the fact there's no connection You razzle-dazzled them Let those blue states complain If this were a dictatorship, it'd be a heck of a lot easier <laughs> Just so long as I'm the dictator. <laughs> you gave them the old stay the course, I'm your best. <laughs>